0: The Beauty Biz, brought to you by Serial Entrepreneur and Aesthetic Clinic chain founder, Esther Fieldgrass. Your regular insider peek into the beauty and wellness industry. So, Alice, we've really gone over a great deal about injectables and one thing and another. What are your predictions for the future? Oh, more of it. More
1: and more of all of this. <laughs> Don't you think? I mean, just the way people are starting to think about it in a more, you know, it's not an elitist thing anymore, which it was when it started. Uh-huh. All this stuff was very much for the celebs, the, the socialites who had an awful lot of money, whereas now it's more widely available and it's more financially available, although with the previous caveats, like we were saying, like, you know, you, you you've got to spend enough to get a good job done. Um, the things that I find really um, exciting in this area are things that, like the stem cell-associated uh, treatments. How do you say these are stem cells which are extracted from fat from your own body, and they can basically be re-injected back into your face to rejuvenate it in various ways. And you might mix those stem cells with fat. As a, as a kind of filler alternative in the body or you might just use them in conjunction with a treatment like laser that has created a, a damage to the skin to enhance the rejuvenating effect that you get afterwards. So that's at the really woozy high-tech end and there's a few people doing really interesting things with that. in, in I don't know if you
0: find that. Um, yeah, th- what Alice is actually talking about is something quite different to PRP. Yes, is, sorry, not PRP. Yeah. That's that's blood. That's blood. Also so, taken from your own body. Yes. So what you're talking about is the adipose tissue, which is the fat tissue. Yes. Now, here's a word of warning if you're, if you're listening to this. If you're thinking about using fat in the face, you need to be really thin. Because if you're like me and you put on weight easily... Oh, the fat all swells, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> if they take the fat from your abdomen or somewhere else, because you've got a lot yeah, of it, yeah. you can be sure your face is going to get fat. So, okay,
1: I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, because fat cells are as fat cells are—they shrink or they expand—and expand. so yeah. And if you've yeah. added extra ones in your face, they will expand along with the rest of you. Absolutely, yes, of course. <laughs> um, and the the other end, the other end of it, I love some of the home use applications of technologies that you used to only to find in salons e.g. red light there's okay. a number of red light masks because red light this is led red light it's it's cool it's not painful it all you have to do is lie under it and it will stimulate the skin in a number of ways okay photo biomodulation you're looking a bit Absol- skeptical no
0: yeah, so absolutely. <laughs> but don't think of going under a red light bulb. That is not it. You have Not to... a red light bulb. No. <laughs> no. need the right nanometers, And what you're looking for is the infrared end of the spectrum. And infrared is really great for the body, for rejuvenation, for the skin.
1: Because yeah, it goes that bit deeper. It goes it, that as well. bit deeper and yeah.
0: it's really enhancing.
1: But there are some masks which I... I... <laughs> I believe that if I spend enough time under them at home, that they will help calm the skin. They reduce inflammation. They prompt healing processes in the skin. The doctors who have the the big clinical um, those sort of hoods that they lie you under in the salon they say the only difficulty was selling that to their patients is that the patients think it's too gentle and it won't be doing anything. Whereas actually, if you commit to a course of that kind of treatment, you will see genuine improvements in your skin Absolutely, um, for no pain. So it's one of the very few no, no pain, lots of gain treatments in this area. And scenario. I'm one of
0: those girls. I like <laughs> yeah. a no pain yeah. regime. So yeah, I do a lot of actually LED lights. Within the clinics, Mm. Um, it's one treatment that virtually everybody can have, and it works alongside all the other. Absolutely, and whether it's for acne, or you're going on for the rejuvenation, or purely for healing, it's just a great combination to have with other treatments as well. Mm. You know, it's there's no downtime. Great. Um. Have you seen any new technologies recently? Beside, I know we're talking about stem cell here. Have you seen anything? I'm just trying to think. I know we've talked about. I mean, there's all the gynecological stuff,
1: which I don't know if this is the right place to to get into. Well, we've
0: been doing the uh, gynecology for quite a while now. For something, people, women. I mean, you're dealing with women all day long. Yes. Stress urinary incontinence. Yes, not something they talk about. Not something even my girlfriends will talk about. And I wish they would. Mm. You know, uh, we have a, a female gynecologist, a consultant gynecologist, who works within the clinics. And we're seeing more and more people coming in for this. And the strange thing is they don't like to talk about it. And I put notices up in my my bathrooms. Ah, very wise. And and they see, you know, they see there that we're we're actually doing this. And then they come and inquire. Mm. But they never think about talking to any of the team about it, which I think is really odd.
1: I think it's one of those things that maybe you think, oh, well, this is just what happens when you get old, and and and
0: it's not we so. We
1: so need the awareness to be out there that look, for goodness sake, there are
0: things you can do about it. But there's also women after they've had pregnancy, yeah, you know, or they become lats, huge babies, like yeah, they, yeah. Be, they become lats. They find they laugh and they pee themselves, mm. you know, and which is no joke, no joke, and they don't yeah. want to talk about it. Talk yeah. about it. Yeah. you know, either to your doctor, or if you come in somewhere like myself, where we're a proper yeah. medical spa, talk yeah. to the people there. There's ways of getting round it, Completely. and actually. Reversing it, which is even better. Yeah. And what are the methods you have in your clinic? Do you have um, radio frequency devices for internal use, or, or or laser ones? We we use lasers. Okay. So our our gynecologist, we're quite interesting. So before we would actually do any of these treatments, we do a Pap smear. Yeah. Good so, idea. So a lot of women today, you know, don't think about having their their Pap smear done regularly. So our gynecologist will do a Pap smear and we'll send it away to make sure they're healthy. Um, and then she'll talk them through the actual treatment, which is fifteen minutes yeah it's, you know yeah so you you do it every month for four four months yeah um and it actually helps to tighten the vagina and yeah. then you can work on the muscles within the vagina okay so it, it's a really great treatment simple treatment and it's a lifesaver for many women yeah and 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 it
1: stimulates the sort of circulation and the health of the vaginal tissues as well doesn't absolutely it? so. Yeah.
0: so Women with dry vaginas, for example, it will yeah. help them uh, get yeah. their mucous membrane working again. And, so, and how does it
1: help with the stress incontinence? Is it just tightening, tightening all the inside and so, the muscles? Yes,
0: and it relieves the pressure on the bladder as well. Exactly. Yeah. So what it, what is happening there? As as the um, membrane are tightening up, mm. then you can actually go one step further if you want, using Kegel walls. All these other devices out there, but this yeah. is the, the initial starting point. Yeah, and we've had great results.
1: I tell you, the one I love—I've only sat, sat on it once. The M-Cellar chair. Have you? Yes. Have you tried that? I have. Now, should we explain what this is? This, this is like—it's like, <laughs> it's, like it, it's a chair, and you sit on it, and you have to sit right kind of down on it, a bit sort of man spread your legs yes. and, and get your bottom right down it, and then it sends through high intensity focused electromagnetic pulses pulses. so it's the equivalent well they have a version for the stomach which is the equivalent of doing like 20,000 crunches I think this is like 10,000 kegel exercises you know the squeezing and holding your pelvic floor uh, over the course of half an hour and and it feels quite prickly and electrical but not painful um and you do a course of them? I think you do a course of half a dozen. Half a dozen or yeah. more. But, but again, but I, what I love about that is that you haven't even, if, if you have um, um, embarrassment or caution about going to a dermatologist in a medical, uh, dermat- sorry, going to a gynecologist mm-hmm. in a medical establishment like yours, this is just a chair you can sit on in the reception area of a clinic and you haven't got to take your clothes off and it's all done in half an hour. Several visits of half an hour. So I just feel that might be the kind of thing that would get people talking about it. And, ooh, have you tried this? Because once you've got that kind of conversation going with women, then you can open up the
0: conversation. I I think it's a great stepping stone. Yeah. I think it's the way in there. And I'm actually for anything which actually promotes women's health, you know, which anything that will actually aid a woman to feel better about themselves, healthier about themselves, I think is great. Yes.
1: Us. Yes, and not needing extra strength, old
0: oh, lady tenor pants or whatever it is, you're going about your business. Yeah, for that's, sure. That's that's where it's going. That's where it should be anyway. So, so my feeling is like for the future is about women's health, women's well-being. Are you dealing with that side so much now?
1: Not so much, but my next book will be about body tweakments. Okay first book was all about face ones so I'm gonna to have to shape up to to all of that and see oh how God. much there's
0: nothing left of you, Alice. I, mean,
1: <laughs> I, don't know. I, I will be having other 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 um other guinea pigs in r- r- rolled in all this, but you know I've got cellulite. I don't know if there's anything one can really do for cellulite
0: except listeners who are out there, I have to tell you this woman cycles. <laughs> She's the only one I've seen in the rain cycling. It's through Hyde Park in the rain. It's
1: quicker. I would have been half an hour late coming here if I'd got on a cab. And, you know, luckily you haven't got a look at my rain-streaked <laughs> face. So, uh, or you, your listeners haven't got a look at my rain-streaked face. So I thought I'd, I'd take a punt on it being the quickest way here. And I've always cycled in London. I mean, I've, I've so been brave. cycling around since I was doing teenage sort of holiday jobs here. So I go slowly. I don't take chances. I wear a helmet. I know the other person is always going to do the silly thing, whether it's mm. cut across you or step into the road. or um, And I try and go down back streets now. We know
0: how bad pollution is for us. Wow. So when she talks about cellulite, forget it. She's got more muscles on her than anybody I've seen. <laughs> I do do resistance work.
1: I do do dynamic yoga. I do try and counteract that with meditation and Pilates and things.
0: But, uh, there's uh, a lifestyle.
1: Yeah, well, you gotta gotta have a good excuse to get away from the desk. I find you know, the trouble with being freelance and, and and starting up a whole new thing, like I'm doing now, which which is very exciting and very involving. Is I could sit there all day, every day, and not move and just keep on hammering away at either the phone for the Instagram replies to things or at the at the at the keyboard. Um, and at least going to a yoga class seems like a g- legitimate bit of time out, like it's me time, it's good for me. You know, it's, it's, uh, um, and you have to try in the yoga class just to concentrate on what's going on and let your mind go and not sit there thinking, if we did this, then maybe that. Um, no, you need, to, uh, you need to take a bit of time out. Oh. And I, I like exercise, I find it.
0: You know. This woman walks a talk, what can I say? <laughs> Thank you. You're listening to The Beauty Biz with Esther Fieldgrass. So, Alice, people that know that you're coming on the show wanted to ask you a few questions. So, here we go. We have Millie who wants to know how you can find or access a good practitioner and what questions should she ask? Well, a good practitioner,
1: uh, it's so hard to know how to advise people to find a good practitioner. No, sorry, that's a really stupid way to start. Um, it it's absolutely key to find a good practitioner because uh, if you find somebody you'd like, somebody you trust, you can stick with them and they can sort of manage the whole um, sort of ageing aspect of, of your face. They can, from skincare through to procedures, but it's got to be somebody you trust and like... I uh, would say, of course, I'd say go on my website, thetreatmentsguide.com, because I've got a practitioner finder on there. And those are all people who I've known over the years or I've worked with or i have had recommended to me. I would also say you can look at industry organisations like BCAM, which is the British College of Aesthetic Medicine. That's a heap of top cosmetic doctors there's the British Association of Cosmetic Nurses. Um, their practitioners, particularly the top tier nurses who've been doing this a long time, they are really good. They're really safe pairs of hands. Um, lots of dentists have moved into this area, mm-hmm. and some are surprisingly good. I know it sounds that it sounds a bit sort of damning with faint praise, but you know, dentists train in facial anatomy before they move. Across into I aesthetics, like so, dentists. I really do like dentists. So they, they really do know because often yeah. people say, "Oh, dentists are doing." It. You think, well, why not? A lot of these people are GPS who move across into it. I think you know if they have an aesthetic eye, if they've done a lot of training, Absolutely. if they're competent, if they keep their practice up to date. Uh, surgeons who like to do non-surgical work alongside their practice, but there's a lot of different styles of practitioner, as it were, because because people are all different and. You can get an idea from their website by looking at their before and afters um, of what sort of work they do. Uh, Because really you want to know if they're going to be somebody you get on with that, that you like and trust to manage your face. And if you go into a clinic and the receptionist looks really scary or you find the doctor isn't listening to you because what you should do first is go and have a proper consultation with your practitioner whether they're a nurse whether they're a dentist and that's a place to explore all the things your concerns about your looks what you might like to have done keep an open mind about what they might suggest they'd use as techniques to address your concerns because often people think they go in and say oh I hate this line but they might need a practitioner's eye to say actually what's making your face look sad or angry or whatever it is that is you're trying to move away from. It's not that one line, it's the way the facial architecture is sort of collapsing with the years, or the pigmentation isn't helping. You need a sort of dialogue with that practitioner in the consultation to try and work out What's right? Sorry, I'm wandering around off the subject. I can see off here. But, you know, f- find, find a good practitioner, see a few of them. Ideally, ask for a personal recommendation from someone you know. That's I find Whose face you the like. Whose <laughs> face you like, yeah. And if your friend says, oh, I've got this great doctor and your friend is starting to look a bit scary, don't go there. Because, you know, this is a slippery slope. That's the other thing. People don't always admit this. If you start having procedures and you like them, it's very easy to go and have a bit more, a bit more, a bit more, and it goes but, off. But if you haven't got people who will keep you accountable and start saying you don't look like yourself anymore, well, we've That's seen nice. what happens with certain celeb faces.
0: I'd just add one thing there: mm. when you go and see any practitioner and they're talking about what they're going to do to your face, do ask them what it's going to cost you. Oh yes. because yeah. when they're Sorry, using obvious. filler, no, <laughs> no, when <laughs> it they adds use it. up. It adds up. And sometimes you think you're going in and they're going to just put like one mill of filler in it and Mm. they decide to put two or three. It's a lot more money. So make sure you know what this is going to cost you before you go into the procedure. And when you're discussing things with them, what you
1: should be thinking of in terms of a treatment plan rather than a one-off treatment, shouldn't you? And whether that's going to be a plan over six months or a plan over two years and maybe you're going to use special skincare for the first three months just to see what that can do before you move mm-hmm. on. You know, it, it needs to be planned rather than, yeah, rushing in and just saying, I'll have that. Thanks.
0: Yeah, you know, and also there are actual products out there that will enhance what you're having done. Mm-hmm. It's no good sticking filler in your face if actually the texture of your skin is lousy. Sure. So make sure, you know, <laughs> you get the right bits right. Um. So... Here we go. Um, Simone wants to know how to pick what treatment would be best for you. So how do you pick your treatment which is best for you and your skin? I think that is something to do
1: in conjunction with your trusted practitioner. It's not something to do because you read a celeb was having something done or because your best friend is having it done. Is their face identical to yours? Is their skin the same as yours? And of course it isn't. So... Find out what the options are from a qualified professional and then decide after a bit of thought, having seen what they'd be suggesting and what the cost of that would be. Because it's impossible to say, I get people sending me messages on Instagram, which I love, but they say, should I try this procedure? I don't know. I don't know (laughs) what you look like. I don't know what your concerns are. I don't know what your budget is. And they say, should I, should I spend all this money on this thing? You think, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm not sure I'm the person to tell you. You know, go and find a good practitioner. Um, if they ask my opinion on a particular procedure, that's easier. But what should they have done? A, a nurse, doctor, a difficult surgeon one. is the person to tell you. Okay.
0: So Melly wants to know about at-home gadgets Are they worth the investment? So which ones? They're worth the investment if you will commit to using them,
1: whether it's going to be old-fashioned slender tone or um, what do I like at the moment? I like um, microcurrent face things. I've got a a new face device which sends microcurrent into the facial muscles and I don't use it enough. I know if I did use it enough, I like to think I would get the sort of lifting for which they have FDA clearance. This this device has FDA clearance for lifting the skin. So that's why I think if one persisted with it, you have to put a kind of gel on your face and you work it over the face for um,
0: about five or seven minutes. I know this device. You know this device. Okay. Do you you like it? I I think it it works well. I think it's really about the age group of the people that are using it. And about, you know, as we grow older, everything goes south. Yeah. So if somebody has got seriously baggy jaws, it's not going to do that. Is it it? No. ain't okay, going to do good it. Point, you know.
1: good point. So this would be for first stages of somebody in their 40s, drooping face. Yeah. You
0: know, early fifties.
1: Because I find it can move up my eyebrow if I if I push yeah. up the corner of my eyebrow like but this. For and how I, long? Oh, for the evening. Yes. But it's just enough to make me feel that bit brighter about about facing um, whatever I feel I've got to go out and face, usually a camera. But um, what else do I like? Oh, um, I've got a home-use LED mask. Uh, I've got a couple of them. One's really heavy and leaves dents around my eyes, so I'm not so keen on that. But this new one is a flexible silicon one called The Boost. Um, it's by the girls at the light yes. salon. I think they sell it at Victoria Health, and I think probably Harvey Nicks as well, victoriahealth.com. May, yeah. And it's it's expensive, so it's like 400 quid, but it's it's really light and easy to wear, and it's got a portable power pack thing that you can just tuck under your bra strap and off you go so you please don't wear on the tube oh don't wear on the tube no i mean i find my (laughs) husband started taking pictures of me wearing it around the house and sending it on the family whatsapp group like oh look what i found in the corner over here and you think thank you (laughs) i'm trying to do my face and good but that and it has a pre-programmed kind of 10 minute thing so i find that's actually quite easy to fit in and you can see out enough to to read with with a bit of difficulty, but but you can potter about because most of these things will tether you to the electrical plug socket, yeah. and that's boring. So that I have great hope that if I persist with that, it'll do some good. All light treatments are good. Hmm. Okay. So, um, and there there was a, there was another one I was sent, which um, it was an adaptation of a veterinary device called the oh. Fotizio blush well I thought if it works on if it works on <laughs> animals they're less easy to gull than people aren't they but oh, and, I, and, I, and I said oh can't I have the can't I have the official veterinary version because they said this is a watered- down oh. version of a humans they said no you do not need the same strength of light to get through your face as you do to get through a horse's hindquarter muscles oh, so my. no this is the... but I've got a kind of proto-arthritic, toe bit or whatever, the bone is overgrown, it's sort of swelling. Um and it's always playing up after it's been bent backwards in yoga. Poor poor toe. Um so right, I'll give this a few blasts and and and, and a finger that was really suffering after basketball. You know, you play basketball, you get the ball yeah. jammed on the end of the finger and it and it just like weeks later it was still achy. Oh but it really helped with that. But that it's like a sixteen second pulse. And you're supposed to do it a few times. And I think going over the face, it would take forever. But um, but that seems to have, you know, quite a following. And and I, and I liked it for what it did to my joints. But I, I would be too idle to sit there and go round and round and round and round my face. So you haven't tried
0: cannabis oil for, for the pain? No. Is that good? It is. But if anybody's thinking about taking cannabis oil, be wary. Because you need to know... That yeah, I have no idea where to start with it. Which, which it, needs to be bescri- it should really be prescribed oh, because okay. if you're on any other kind of medication, it can have a contraindication to it. Yeah. So
1: you you need to know what you're taking. Okay. This this is just like a sort of achy joint. It's not like painful, painful.
0: No, but with cannabis oil, actually, will take inflammation now. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Help you see I'll okay. <laughs> get back to you on that. Okay. Um, so right now, what is your favorite treatment?
1: Um, probably that injectable moisturiser treatment we were talking about earlier, Profilo, because it's quick and it floods hydration under the skin, reconditions the skin and gives it back that bounce and glow, which is what middle aged skin really loses. I'm I'm, I'm 55. So, you know, it is all sort of starting to fall away. Um, And it's particularly good in something like the
0: neck because the neck's really hard to treat, isn't it? Skin is so thin there yeah. that you need something that will actually go under it without causing any kind of Yeah, and problems. fewer
1: oil glands. And, yeah you know, we all neglect our necks until suddenly it's too late. To, but this is a, a really nice one to help the neck keep pace with the face because otherwise, you know, you you lavish all this care on your face and then suddenly the neck starts looking out of step with the face and you realise <laughs> you've got to, got to haul back quite fast to get them looking roughly in the same ballpark age group. You have so many treatments. So how frequently do you have profilo done? I haven't had it done for a while. Actually, I had it on the neck last year, and mm-hmm. I had um, I had it also in my face last year. Actually, I had it in my décolletage last year as well. But I haven't had any this year. I've been so busy running around getting the business off the ground. I haven't <laughs> had any treatments. I had an intracutical facial the other day, which oh, is very nice. nice. That involves yep. nothing like that. more complicated than being sprayed with a high pressure oxygen jet. With which is spraying a serum of um, a hyaluronic acid, really moisturizing, really regenerating, quite nice and sculpting. What else have I had? I haven't had my lips done for ages. I haven't had the fillers done for ages. Oh, IPL! I had some IPL on the back of my hands, intense pulsed light to break down the little um, age spots and and clear those away. And that was that's really nice. Um, I do wear SPF on my hands, so there's not too many age spots, but there they going no, that, away, as I that's speak. that's
0: great. So many ladies spend a lot of time and money on their faces mm. and they forget about their hands. Yeah. And, you know, pe- they use their hands all the time. It's really important, girls, yeah. if you're going to have your so face important. done. it's so important.
1: Just have a hand cream and make sure that yeah. hand cream's got SPF in it and keep reapplying it. That's the other thing, because otherwise you wash your hands how many times a day
0: and it's gone. So it's you've got good. to have that cream everywhere in the house. So, Alice, very briefly, mm. for people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, what treatments? Oh, good question. In the 20s, I would think a vitamin
1: C serum added into skincare. Okay, skincare, but SPF. Everybody's got to wear an SPF. Um, and if you're in your 20s and think you're immune, you are not, because one day you will be older and then you'll wonder why your skin is looking as it does. So wear, wear an SPF in your moisturiser. And if you want to add something else in, I would say... Um, I would say that vitamin C serum
0: under my right. I'm not sure
1: I'd I'm not sure I'd advocate any treatments. You know, I had to write something about treatments for young, younger age group the other week. You know, my I've got two daughters who are 22, 24. Mm-hmm. Luckily they're not interested in these things because I I just don't think it's it's a good idea or necessary. And I know I sound like an old hypocrite having had access to all this stuff, and I'm sure if I was younger I would have gone and gone and tried it. Um but I just think you know girls' faces you know by the, in their mid-20s they've barely settled down into being what they'll look like when they're older and you don't want to be mucking around with that. So I would say not procedures. I would say good skin care um, what of 30s, 30s I'd say red light treatment. maybe if your skin is on the dry side um, something like profilo, there's a a lot of doctors very keen on preventative Botox. Don't know where you stand on preventative Botox, Esther. This is the idea that if you soften any incipient wrinkle lines, they won't get a grip, they won't settle in. It, it makes logical sense, but I think that's kind of demonising the fact that our faces are designed to move. You know, we we yeah. communicate by moving our faces and expressing emotion and and Lots if you start thinking lights. yeah and if you think oh I can't have any of those I must have them Botoxed away that's slightly um but that, that, that attitude worries me 40s uh, yeah you might want to start light treatments like IPL for any pigmentation or a bit of um, radio frequency skin tightening you know some of those lower dose radio frequency mm-hmm. things are quite nice for what radio frequency does it's a kind of shrink wrapping effect it has on the skin so it can just give that tiny bit of lift if um, if things are starting to slacken up and go south and and also you know 40s is when you're usually running around fully stretched if you've got children uh, or your career maybe at its peak or maybe both and trying to keep that all on the road and look the part is a real is a real strain it Um, Then it's more about getting hydration back into the skin. I mean, Botox and fillers, that's entirely a personal decision as to whether you want to be replacing the volume that's coming out of your face. Some people do want to, some don't. Most are happy with light treatments. And and clearing pigmentation at any age, I find now in my 50s, it's what my friends will be asking me about is, or minding about is pigmentation on on their faces, and that is something that's really quite easy to treat, isn't it? With with
0: pigmentation is huge. Yeah, and with it, there's a lot of new antioxidants coming out. So besides yes, IPL, yes, no, this very exciting new skincare range you were launching this morning. Yes, it's called Alpha Science. Yes, and they have a most amazing product called Alpha Bright, and this will over two three months lift out pigmentation. Oh, okay. Simple.
1: Fantastic. Easy. Okay, need to yeah, need to know about that. Um, or intense pulse light, or a bit of laser—you know—it can all knock pigmentation back, can't it? And just having that clearer, um, more even-toned complexion makes a face look much fresher. There was a lovely bit of research about ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Was it, was it Matts and Grammar and Fink who did the, it? Was it was on. Um, it was on looking at faces and judging by the pigmentation alone, the age of the people. Oh, they took yes. images. Anyway, they, they did some clever whateverness that people were, uh, looked at these images and analysed just from the pattern of pigmentation on the skin, how old that person was. Normal people checking this, this out and they were incredibly accurate at predicting from the patterns of weathering or redness and brown marks on the face how old that, that skin was. So although we think we look at, um, at wrinkles on a face as a marker of age, what our eye is actually detecting is is pigmentation changes. So, yeah,
0: go for pigment. What is so amazing is 50 years ago, I can remember my mother sitting outside in the sunshine and she would use something like olive oil on yeah. her face to oh, get yeah. around. But, uh, but, you know, so, so did my, my dad. I mean, I grew up with the sort of wanting
1: to get outside and sunbathe the, Every opportunity. I mean, I did till I was in my 30s and began to learn about this whole world of, um, you know, maybe ultraviolet isn't so good and meeting dermatologists and belatedly thinking, <laughs> oh, no. And I, I remember going to Italy and seeing um, the people sunbathing there with those yes. amazing foil collars yeah, around their absolutely. face to reflect the sun's rays back. That's absolutely it. And I thought, incredible. I must get one of those. And uh, Not today. Yeah, I just <laughs> found a picture. Um, of myself from 30-plus years ago on holiday with a tan. Like, oh, no. It's the most awful, grey, rainy day in London, I thought maybe that would be a good sort of throwback Thursday pitched upon on Instagram saying, yeah, from sunny Times, and no, I haven't done this for a very long time. Still paying the price in terms of all that uh, sun
0: damage, but hey. Yeah, I was actually talking to a chemist this morning, and he was talking about what is happening with SPFs. Oh, yeah. And over the next... Um, I think, next three to four years, they're changing what the chemicals that you're allowed to actually put into an SPF oh, really? because of the damages to the coral reef and to the sea. Oh, yes. O- oct- Oxysalates. Uh, uh, absolutely. Got to come out. Octinoxate, yes. is
1: that another one? Yes. I, mm. yes. So
0: I think in the future, we're going to be telling you to look for SPFs, so sunblocks, yeah. without certain ingredients in it because it's not great for the environment Absolutely. or for the ocean or anything else. Yeah,
1: very interesting.
0: I know. That's that's what's coming up next, ladies. So, Alice, thank you so much for today. Uh, it was just really great chatting with you. Um, it's been an absolute to, pleasure. Thank I you. know. <laughs> people want to know how they can get hold of you and get hold of your book. Can you just tell them? Okay, I'm on Instagram
1: Um, Alice Hart-Davis, all one word. Um, No Ian Hart, no Ian Davis either. And The Tweakments Guide is my book. It's there on Amazon. The website's called thetweakmentsguide.com. And yeah, I'm, um, I'm doing my best to
0: respond to everything that comes my way. So bring it on. So that's all for this episode of The Beauty Biz. Please don't forget to subscribe and review. Until next time. Bye. Bye. The Beauty Biz with Esther Fieldgrass. Follow EF Medispa on Instagram. And to find out more about us, go to efmedispa.com. Produced by The Podcast Company.